Hello listeners, welcome back to another amazing episode of Vintage Legacy. In this episode, let's talk about jewelries that Indians wear. We love to adorn ourselves with jewels and accessories, right? Well, yeah, it's subjective from person to person, but most of us do. I personally love those shiny little exotic gems, be it garnets or pearls or everyone's favorite diamonds. Well, in Indian culture, jewelries have their own importance and are considered auspicious at different occasions. Even our gods and goddesses are portrayed with lots of ornaments from head to toe, indicating that these are an integral part of Indian culture. So let's dive into some interesting facts about the types of jewelries that Indians have been wearing since ages. Beginning with Hyderabadi collar. This collar necklace is in the form of a series of rectangular plaques, each set with a pear-shaped table-cut diamond within a green enamel border. A row of large basra pearls are strung along the top, while the fringe below is made of drop-shaped elements set with diamonds, pearls and emerald beads. Beautiful, right? Next are turban ornaments. The turban ornaments such as the sarpej were a symbol of divine monarchy. They symbolized the privileged status of Nizam. It had its own cycle of evolution from a simple feather, two separate jewels to a combined gem studded piece of jewelry. The earliest turban ornament dates back to 18th century. Sarpati turban ornament. This is a golden silver set with beautiful Golconda diamonds with polychrome enameling on the back. The diamonds are exceptionally large. The next is Kalgi turban ornament. This Kalgi has black enameling on the back, typical of Deccani art. Beyond the Deccan, enameling flourished in Kashmir and Himachal Pradesh. In contemporary times, Rajasthan was the hub of enamel work. And the next is Sarpej turban ornament. Over time, Kalgi and Sarpati evolved to be combined into one composite jewel called the Sarpech. The next are set of earrings. Earrings were worn by all genders and most classes within the society. Traditionally, they were believed to be crucial in the activation of vital acupressure points in the ear. The following earrings were traditionally worn at the time on different parts of the ear. First is Karanful earrings. It is in the shape of a flower with a jhumka at the bottom. The flower is suspended by two strings of pearl, each including two emerald beads. The next is Chokri earrings or Pankhya earrings. This intricate fan-shaped ornament is an example of delicate craftsmanship of Deccan. Uncut Golconda diamonds are studded into a gold circular base. Nine pearls are suspended from this. The base of each pearl features red enameling in a flower pattern. Next is Chakriya earrings. A circular earring with pearls and a diamond in the center. Turned over, this earring features intricate enameling in red, khune kabutar and green gardane toss. The next is Antia earrings. These are gold ringed earrings with an emerald bead between two pearls. 
Emeralds are known as panna in Hindi and zamarud in Persian. The earliest known source of emeralds was the Cleopatra mines. With the discovery of New World, the Muzo mines in Colombia became the principal source for emeralds. Then comes the necklaces and pendants. Jugni necklace. This magnificent necklace is an example of Hyderabadi jewelry which combines gold set gems with enameling on the reverse. The pendant has been tied with multiple strings of white pearls. The dark green color of the emerald with a hint of translucent green and navy blue are signatures of Deccan craftsmanship. Then Padak pendant. This gold pendant is a set with diamond and a pearl in the center. The pendant has two birds on the top edge on either side. The reverse side has red and green enameling with intricate floral designs. Kati necklace. The impressive feature about this necklace is the size of the diamonds used in it. The set features 12 large, 9 medium and numerous smaller diamonds collectively weighing an impressive 357 grams. The whole set has been encased in gold. Then Zanjeer chain. This enchanting necklace is a long enameled chain with diamonds and encased in gold. It has two layers of diamonds that are identical in size. Then let's talk about bracelets. Kade or bracelet is an exquisite thick gold bracelet studded with several small sized diamonds. The reverse side has an intricate floral pattern of red blue colored enameling. Pohachia bracelet. This fine and impressive flexible bracelet comprises of three rows of foil bagged table cut diamonds set in gold along with smaller pearls. The reverse is enameled with red and green floral motifs which are significant examples of the enamel craftsmanship of the Deccan. Bangles Women's favorite Kangani bangles. These diamond studded bangles are set in gold with extremely intricate patterns. It is a specimen of Deccan jewel craftsmanship, specially seen in the enameling on the reverse side of bangle in red, blue and green. Armbands. Bazuband armbands. Dating to around 19th century, these bazubands feature 9 and 8 emeralds respectively. Albeit of different shapes, these emeralds constitute one beautiful armband given their uniform red enameled gold brackets. They weigh around 132 grams. Then Navratan armband. Male members of the court of Nizam donned three armbands. One out of these was Navratna. A Navratna traditionally consists of nine planetary gemstones which are ruby for sun, pearl for moon, Emerald for Mercury, Coral for Mars, Topaz for Jupiter, Diamond for Venus, Sapphire for Saturn, Hazanite for Ascending Lunar Node and Cat's Eye for Descending Lunar Node. Then there are rings. Angushtari Zamarud, dating to the 18th century, this unique ring features an emerald carved with floral patterns. Weighing around 12 grams, the diameter of this gold bracketed ring is 3 cm. Angushtari Lardli Dating to 19th century, this is a spinal ring which weighs 12 grams and is bordered with cut diamonds. 
While spinels are found in varieties of blue and purple, the pink tinted spinel was commonly known as Ballus ruby. Then comes the set of anklets and toe rings. Pisabe anklet. The anklet is studded with several uncut diamonds that are weaved in pure gold as is evident on the reverse side. It also comprises of gold screws so as to lock and adjust the anklet. Then Tora Pau anklet. The anklet is studded with several uncut diamonds that are weaved in pure gold as is evident on the reverse side. It also comprises of gold screws so as to lock and adjust the anklet. Then the set of belts and buckles. Bagless belt buckle. Dating to the late 19th century, this 75 gram belt buckle is square shaped. It features 13 differently shaped emeralds encased in a diamond studded gold base. And then Kamar Patta. This 18th century belt buckle weighs an impressive 252 grams. It is made of gold and is inlaid with diamonds in a floral pattern. Three separate pieces are hinged together so as to allow the belt to perfectly fit the waist. These were some jewelries of the Nizam period. Nizam were fond of these. But Indian culture has an immense heritage of ornaments that are so fascinating to know about. Well, that's it for this episode. Keep listening to Vintage Legacy. We'll meet in another episode. This is Preeti, signing off.